Welcome everybody to Team Fight Talk Show. I am Doa. With me is Frodan, and we've got a very special guest today. It is none other than Fluffy, longtime Hello. veteran of strategy games of many kinds. Uh, how's it going, Fluffy? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Frodan, how about you? It's a new uh, patch. It's a new game. It's a new era. How's it been going for you? Right. It's a new patch. 11.4 really brought, um, you know, some, in my opinion, I think it's been a great patch so far. I think it really revitalized my interest in set 4.5. Uh, the mm-hmm. B patch today, I, I only got to play like three or four games on it today. Uh, overall, it actually didn't really feel like it had much of an impact. I don't see more people rerolling Nasus or Nidalee, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about it. And uh, I'm excited to hear some Fluffy's thoughts because we rarely have uh, people outside of North America joined the show, Doa. You know, we've had, <laughs> a, you know, one guest, maybe two. Uh, no, you only had Salvi, right? I never had another few guys. We've had, we had, we've had a couple, I feel like. Wait, really? I haven't been here yeah. for everyone, but yeah. Did you actually have another EU guest? Yeah, we did yeah, at we some point. Um, we Wait, had Salvi, yeah, I think. Yeah, you had Salvi yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. one time, yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel to be the, the second or third EU representative on, uh, on Teamfight Talk Show, Fluffy? Feels good. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be fun. I don't know. Uh, I usually just end up watching these in bed. It's just fun to see the people rank everyone and make fun of it. Um, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, yeah, well, you'll get to do your own uh, ranking thing uh, later on. That's going to be fun. But I, cool. I'm going to ask you right off the bat then. What's the sure. biggest difference between your server and NA? Um, the one server is really free and the other one is less free. Which one is which, though? Um, oh, come on. Pretty sure NA is the free <laughs> one, you know? <laughs> okay. All right, fine. It's, well, it's, it's not that bad, though. Like, it, they're, they're very similar. Like, the servers are basically the same. I think the, sure. there are more good mm-hmm. players on EU on average. Like, the lower you get, or not as low. Like, if you, at a certain point, everyone's really bad. But, like, once you get up there, like, I think there are more good players. But NA has a couple really, really good ones, for sure. A couple good but, players in NA. We'll, we'll let's save that for yeah. the end of the show and get to know <laughs> you a little bit better. Um, sure. I think a lot of people. For example, look at your uh, your username and like kind of talk a little bit about what you used to do. So why don't you talk a little about you know how you got into competitive gaming, um, and more specifically like how you found yourself uh, where you are in TFT. Sure. So uh, basically, started off in League, but I was never really any good. I was like, I mean, I guess I was okay, but I wasn't great. Played on a couple like low tier challenger teams, and then uh, got really tired of League and Hearthstone came out, so I started playing that in Q and stuff. And I got really addicted to Hearthstone because it was new and fresh and fun. I didn't have to play with anyone. So you could skip that whole team aspect, which I like, but mm. solo queue is awful. And uh, yes, outside of team games, like the, the, the team aspect, that's not it for me. So mm. I got out of that one real quick, started playing Hearthstone for a couple of years, and uh, eventually quit because I, after GM came out in Hearthstone, there wasn't much point for anyone not in GM to play. So slowly mm. just quit and then TFT came out. And I got really into that. So what did you say about TFT? <laughs> sorry, Doe. It's just what is it about More. TFT that has made you stay for as long and not switch to a bunch of other games, right? Like a lot of people who tried TFT, you know, maybe they ended up playing like Legends of Ruterra, for example, right? Yeah. That's like their new strategy game if they don't like stick with Hearthstone. Like what, what mm. made you feel like this game in particular is the one that you want to like dedicate and hone your craft? Uh, honestly, don't really know. It kind of just sparked that interest that I haven't hadn't had in a game for a while since I quit Hearthstone, and uh, because it was new and fresh and a new genre I hadn't tried before, and I ended up being pretty good at it. Uh, I don't know. I just got really into it, and then uh, it's hard to tell. Like it's something about TFT that's just really, really addicting and pisses you off at the same time. But like <laughs> at, at the core, I just love the game, but I still hate it every time I play uh, it. And then it's like it's like that love hate thing, you know? Oh, Can't really yeah. stop. Uh, lo- yeah, I, yeah. It's kind of just—it's it, it. kind of like gambling, you know. It's like it's—it's you—you want to—it's straight up just gambling, you know. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I—it's got that same sort of like a risk reward system, right? Where it's like I, much, I think yeah. of it in the yeah. same way. Like if you're playing like Dungeons and Dragons or something, you know, you're rolling your d20s, and like sometimes yep. you roll twenties, and sometimes you roll ones. But like you have fun doing it, and you feel like you have some agency over what's going on. So I think if you look at a lot of like card games and all of us actually came from a Hearthstone background at some point in our careers, um, but we all like games of strategy and there's always a little bit of variance in, in those kinds of games. So yeah, I think it definitely, there's like a a point where in the variance gets kind of stupid. Um, Yeah. It has to be like, but 
Controlled they're... variants, you know? Yeah, for sure. But that's like yeah. the, the beauty of card games. Like you can play the percentages and give yourself a small edge and try to get that even smaller edge that no one else mm -hmm. has and use that to your advantage. And I think that's like something really fun about these kind of games. And yeah, that exactly. applies to TFT pretty heavily. Like it's basically a card game, but it's more flashy, I guess, with some uh, APM stuff as well. Mm -hmm. What's been uh, your favorite set? So actually, why don't you quickly rank the sets for us from your perspective? Because I know Ooh, you're going for yeah. um, Okay, so my favorite was probably second half of set two. I don't want to include the first half of set two because set two in the beginning was really bad. Hmm. Um, because we had like the broken Renekton that literally just you put in every reroll comp with Phantom Dance uh, or Declaw. He won me and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, you played Woodland. You played, uh, <laughs> played Renekton in Diana. You played Renekton in... Um, uh, called Preds, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Like when they fixed Renekton, they the reroll comps got way way worse. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think Blender was also a thing. Uh, wasn't Blender was the thing in Mages, the Ocean Mages patch. Yeah, Ocean Mage, Ocean Mage, uh, like yes. six out of eight every lobby. That was also fun. So first Ocean half Mages. of two was not great. Second half with some when people started just playing some sins. And uh, the the set uh, kind of come the Piba comps was uh, I mean that was towards the end. Mm -hmm. wasn't too big of a fan of that, but then we had Siver and friends. I don't know. I liked Set Two a lot. Uh, a lot of Set Two was fun. Fun flexibility in mid range units that I enjoyed. And shadows, Furnos, Shad uh, I said shadows already. Uh, yep, shadows really strong Azir. at the end. I just really like playing Azir in some sense. Uh, two out of three summoners, two out of three assassins. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really fun for me. Set wasn't as flashy. The set mechanic was really not really existent, which was great. That's what I love about Set One. So no set mechanic. Um, mm. And then probably after set two, <clears throat> I would put 3.5, but when you dodged the galaxies. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I really like set 3.5. Set three probably after that. Set one, honestly, it's probably the worst set of all of them. It was probably the most fun set, but it's probably the worst set. If you played it again today, you would hate it. Wow. There's no way anyone would like set I... one if they played it again. It had okay, a lot they of would like crazy it. stuff, like, but if it is they the set that got us all into it. If they played like over 50 games of set one again after playing the other sets, they would fucking hate it. Oh, sorry. Just play Yordle. Not sure if swear, but Yordle, shapeshifters, and just do it. Wow. Over and over again. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and, like the the units were super good, but like yeah. the game was still busted in every single way. Everything was not working as intended. It was. <laughs> it was. You had Phantom. You had okay. I kind of like hextech by oh, Phantom, Phantom was in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the the one less row on the board. Yeah. Um, everything was. Oh just, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a wild west of TFT for the sure. But let's Um Let's take a journey. Final lobby rerolling Cassidy. Yep. Um, Let's take a journey from the Wild West. Four point five with set one is the worst, and set two first, and then three five, then three, and then probably one and four. I actually four I like probably more than set one in terms of. I don't like the chosen too much, but the set I would probably like it more outside of the nostalgic reasons of set one. All right. Yeah. Uh, not sure if that was even a list. It's more of a a clump. We'll, do, we'll have to do a whole show on rankings at some point. We'll do the 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 yeah. rankings episode where we just rank everything we think of in TFT from like one to I five. I love for a ranking episode. We should definitely do that. But for now, let's move on to talk about the new patch. It's uh and it's well, it's a new patch and the new new patch as well because there was a mm -hmm. B patch today. But let's talk about eleven point four, uh, the base patch initially. So of course the the big change with this was that you went up to fifty percent of a natural chance to hit a chosen on uh, each round. Um, and then a, a lot of changes overall, a lot of nerfs on the, some of the things that were strong, a little bit of buff on cultists again, some of the nerfs on some uh, items. I, I, I think obviously we're all happier in 11.4 than we were in 11.3. There isn't that huge priority on the three-star one-cost reroll comps that there was, but this is still a, a patch that's being very figured out, I think, right now, even with the B patch in now. So uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, Frodan, with this. What, what are your kind of initial 11.4 impressions that we have about a, a week with it so far? So the B patch that came out today um, ended up addressing a little bit of it, but I do think they over nerfed reroll. I do think reroll mm. needs to be a little bit, uh, you know, prominent in the metagame just to keep certain comps honest and also just give you a variety of play styles. What feels bad is when there's only like one or two reroll comps that are viable. But mm. outside of that, man, was this patch a breath of fresh air? Uh, just because it feels like uh, there's opportunities for you to actually outscale people who are like staying too low level but you can also still stay at like seven and roll like rolling at six rolling at seven and rolling at eight all feel powerful in their own ways and i think mm -hmm. that's just really good 
uh, for the game. Um, the only thing that's like kind of sad is that it does feel like certain carries are less viable. Like for a long time, Talon was bugged, so you can really play Talon carry. Uh, Zaya is very underwhelming as a four cost carry relative to Kale and Olaf and just honestly any like Slayer composition in general. So uh, mm -hmm. overall, I, I feel like it was a good patch. Um, I, I do feel like the static shiv change was really interesting, but it's still once again is kind of not really that great. And you just you just you it's can hard to find out who to put it on. Better like bow is such yeah. a premium item for so long, and there's like no one that uses static. So. Yeah, yeah, like Callista like, and Tristana, maybe Tristana yeah. too. Yeah. yeah but even uh, then you'd rather just have a better item like you can right, use exactly. the static shift but like there's probably something better you could make mm -hmm. that's like um, an issue with a lot of items i feel like right now like yeah but, like overall... super specific stuff and i don't know we can talk about that itself too. fine though yeah yeah the pa not too big of a fan of the patch honestly i kind of like apart from the reroll stuff being more in, in check this patch i Honestly, I prefer the last one. I think Trinomer is way too overtuned. Really? Olaf was really, really overpowered for a long time. Now is pretty much just as far as I've seen, non-existent compared to before the patch, uh, because of the cleave effect with Hurricane. Massive nerf from the games I've seen. Like it still works. I still think Hurricane yeah, is probably still core. Yeah, Olaf's still good. But, like definitely. compared to before the patch, he's just nothing compared to Trinomer. Um, right. I think mm. Talon being back, that's great. But I haven't really had this, or had enough time to see Talon in play. Seems fine uh nothing amazing nothing bad morgana still the star of that show um haven't really seen nidalee or nasus do anything since the b patch either so i can't really comment on that but we'll having less reroll re is definitely nice mm. um but they like you said frodan there should be some reroll in the meta should be I like think the nasus uh, rerolls uh, is an option still the nidalee rerolls yeah. like you know why? Why would you really do that now when Trindamir is around? Because yeah, he did get a lot, lot better. But I think it's still there. Like if you hit like six Nidalees, you know, right away, you can still consider going for it. We got the B patch up on the screen uh, mm -hmm. right now. So uh, a lot of this was was uh, some uh, bug fixes as well too, which which ends up making a pretty big difference. Like the Runin's Hurricane, um, the bolt benefiting from uh, damage amp, like Slayer Giant, Slayer Hand of Justice. Uh, I. Uh, for some reason, I thought that was always intended, so I was surprised to see that called a bug. But I guess, I guess if it, it was a bug, it was a bug. Um, I think the item is still good, but that definitely hurts it a lot. Uh, that said, the bow still seems to be a pretty, pretty high priority item. But right now, what I feel more than anything from the games I played is that just it's still super being figured out right now. There's definitely some early yeah, strong sure. stuff, but the the meta feels really wide open at this point, um, and I just like being in that you know zone right i like being in that that uh arena where like it hasn't been figured out yet i don't feel like i have to play something or i'm playing bad you know i can just experiment and try stuff so it's it's fun yeah, i would I say mean, that we've seen a lot more oh you can go that i'm a little bit sad about runa's hurricane getting nerfed into this interaction is that uh it felt like uh, you know with olaf being as powerful as he is and as narrow like there's a lot of problems with that, that interaction in particular but it didn't feel as bad to have cloaks. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's kind of a meme for a long time. Okay for, uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I don't like, know. Like, I like cloak. Cloak is nice. It makes chalice. Chalice is great. Right, exactly. Now I felt like for a while, oh, yeah, like, getting cloaks, I was like, that's not bad at all. I can make runins. I can make chalice. QSS is often pretty important on certain carries. You know, there's mm -hmm. even Dragon's Claw, which is, like, pre-relevant against, like, Aurelian soul boards and whatnot. Uh, so for a while, I was like, cloak is actually a pretty good item, which I liked about it. Now it's like, you know, just losing a little bit more viability on that when you get defensive components feels, uh, you know, a little bit bad because I don't want to just be back in the same spot where you're like, oh, I just get belts and cloaks and I'm just going to die. I feel like the, the D-Claw stocks are are pretty high still as far as, like, For cloak sure. items go. Like, that's that's an item where it's like, if I have a cloak, at least if I get another one, I can put a D-Claw on somebody, and that's usually always a good thing. Like, I've been, I've been spamming Fabled lately, and, like, you always want to get one of those on Nautilus if you can. So it's it's okay, but... I haven't done enough testing yet with Runins to see where I how I feel about it, but um, it, it is nice having it be a strong item. You know, it's fun slamming sure. it on. It's definitely not the worst. Strong. Yeah, cloaks are is not the worst component in my opinion. Mm. It's actually maybe it is, but <laughs> it's cloak feels okay. pretty good. Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit, honestly. It's just it's, it's actually it's really, really awkward with certain amount, with certain components. If you get a lot of gloves and cloaks, it's awful. If you get a lot of belts and cloaks, sure, you can make Sephirs, but like you, you lack damage, you don't really have any frontline uh, items, you just have a lot of utility. And that could be hard to use because you need a carry with good items in the set. Just go new, new three, man. Warmog's uh, Warmog's uh, D Claw, and there you go. 
Belts and cloaks. Yeah. I think you gotta hit the new enabling the carry. <laughs> it's funny talking yeah, about like the meta right now because yeah, it's sure. so it's so it's so not figured out. Like legit, I, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the the most interesting thing about this conversation right now is that it, you you can't really say X is too strong, X is too weak at the moment because it just hasn't been tried enough yet. Like yeah, I said, I think there's definitely some definitely early front runners. Strong, but... There's definitely some yeah, early yeah, front yeah. runners. Yeah. But I've been in esports way too long and seen way too many new patches and way too many games to believe what people are saying about the game in the first two days. So I, I think I mean, it's sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with yeah. that. But so we'll we'll wait and see. Some some units are outliers for sure. They're definitely too strong. Trinomer is by far too strong. I, he should not be as strong as he is. You can play Trinomer one until stage six if you have a team around him. He will still kill two star carries easily if you have two good items. What do you think is the proper uh, build for Chindamir right now? Probably a mix yeah. between GA, if you need it. You don't always need GA. Um, probably mm-hmm. Infinity Edge or Deathblade. And if you play Deathblade, you want the Hurricane probably. Otherwise, you want either Last Whisper if you need the Armor Shred or maybe Hand of Justice or something like that. Sword items are generally good plus GA. Um, yep. so, generic, generic damage items. Yeah. So here's a question. Maybe you know the answer. I actually don't know the answer to this one. Uh, we were talking about runes a little bit earlier. Uh, does the runins extra hit proc last whisper? Yes. Okay. I'm I pretty thought sure. so, but with the change, I'm not. Now I'm questioning. Remove that like, too, but second guessing myself. But I'm pretty sure. I'm like I've been yeah. thinking that it does for the entirety of the game. So I assume it does. I've been seeing people build. <laughs> Otherwise, it still, I, I'm living a lie. You know. I, <laughs> thought that uh runins applies it on doesn't hit, but it doesn't it's not supposed yeah. to apply the damage amplification so like giant slayer for example <laughs> deals 90 percent more to targets yeah. that have that 1750 health threshold mm-hmm. um and runins was giving or that so you know sometimes you would have like these really ridiculous like kale uh uh giant slayer runins interactions with mm-hmm. executioner pub and you would just like <laughs> clean up everything it didn't matter you know so it's like some of these interactions, I think, were not intended, and that's why I think they're changing. But I, I could be wrong. So if I'm misinformed, let me oh, know. Uh, we got a uh, Mort chiming in in chat right now. It says because uh, because the hit can crit, it can proc last whisper. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. All right, thanks for clearing that up, Mort. Appreciate you. So let's talk about a different topic uh, that uh, actually Mort was a part of because it's uh, one of his tweets. Uh, let's look at that. It is a comparison of uh, five costs of uh, once our five costs um Ooh, yeah. and their uh, i believe their their uh, win rates is what this was looking at if i recall correctly but uh it's and the the point of this was showing that it's much closer than people were uh anticipating which i was a little bit surprised about um cuz you sometimes like things like yone right now honestly you know doesn't feel super strong um whereas something like a uh you know a set with a lot of items feels very strong right away, you know, or like Azir, you could argue, you know, if he's not in the right place at the right time, not as strong, but what do you, what do you think about this fluffy? What's, what's your feeling on the five costs um, overall? Kind of I mean, I'm not surprised Orin's at the top. Cause if you have Orin from earlier, like any, we're in like mid stage four, mm-hmm. you just get to farm too many items. And if you can snowball that with a win streak or whatever, if you're strong at the time, you're probably going to win the game because those items are really impactful unless you roll Blitzhook because that thing is bugged mm. half the time or it doesn't do anything because people are playing uh, QSS or Azir. So it's mm. either useless or bugged most of the time. Um, like it can hook Assassins, for example. And then we have the other half of the spectrum, which is the, the Eternal Winter and the Infinity Force or is it Trinity Force. Tri- yeah, Trinity that, that... Force. Infinity Force? Trinity. I think it's Infinity Force. Force. I think it's Infinity Force. Like the, the item it's... is Trinity Force, but I think the thing from Orin is Infinity Force. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wait, something. am I misunderstanding? Yeah, I, I got... Because Trinity Force is an item in League of Legends. Yeah, yes. but let me... But it's called something else. I think it's Infinity Force. Well, now Force. I'm questioning everything, because I just... It, I me thought too. it was called... I, I did that yesterday. I went through the, the whole thing. Here. Oh, no. I think, it's, I just, I think it's, so. it's got it could the be something different. TFT name. We're professional. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You're right. It is Infinity Force. Boom. Oh. Yeah. Sit down. You're right. But... Half the items are really good. The other half are bad. And I think people generally use Orn the wrong way, so I'm surprised it's so high. But mm. I mean, if you get the snowball with the, the unit is broken. A seer, I'm surprised to be lowest. I probably expected that to be set or Yone. I think set's good, but people are just splashing him in everything when it doesn't make sense. So, yep. Um, same with Azir, I guess they just put him in if they lack frontline, and then they end up playing with the Azir one or something. Yeah. Um, otherwise, right. it looks pretty like everything towards stage six looks really close. Nothing's like really bad or really mm. good, which is um, good yeah, because. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I think uh, the five costs are in a pretty good spot right now. 
Yeah. These win rates make sense to me as well, just because, you know, as the game progresses, you're supposed to like get closer to two starring them. And, you know, you're just like, they, they have yeah. higher impact on the game. I think mm -hmm. what's uh, surprising is just like the highest win rate champion when you first play it, the earliest is Swain. I think that's a pretty interesting stat that I didn't think actually existed because, you know, like Swain is like one of these like interesting uh, units that you think is really powerful. But for a long time, even I think since the set 4.5 has launched, no one's really put Swain as like the legendary that you're always looking for. It's like if you're playing a I mean, dragon. Honestly, at the start of set four or set 4.5, I didn't bother reading what Swain did for so long because the text was so long. Like I, I couldn't. Like I, I started reading what he did, and I was like, "Nah, was, I'm not gonna." Just like, oh, no, like no, I'm not gonna let, let, <laughs> let it be for like a solid three weeks. Wow. Um, and then once I figured out that he is pretty good, what he does, then uh, yeah. yeah, the units really. Uh, good, but you need to use them in the right spot with some items. man. If you think it's hard to read uh, what Swain does in TFT, you should try to read some of the newer champions' like abilities in regular League of Legends. Man, that's oh, like no, they I have, gave up on that have, like years ago. Yeah, like I started banning every like new a short champion novel. every single game I played. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't even play the game, so that's <laughs> easy way to avoid it. Like I, I played two games the other week, and uh, I, there were three or four new champions I have never, I'd never heard of. So I'm just not even gonna try anymore. I'm a little bit surprised that Lee Sin is so low here. I think that's probably the biggest surprise of all. Um, oh, yeah, that's that right. Lee yeah, that is actually a little bit shocking. Like a legendary that might actually be overtuned. And it could be just like uh, yeah. a popularity thing. Like everyone mm. loves Lee Sin, so just they throw him in the comp and that could just like affect his win rates. Um, but I am kind of surprised mm, to see yeah. him like the second to worst in terms of performance in this graph. That's the only thing I think really stands out to me. I suppose that's a good thing to think about too, yeah. because like with a Azir as well, like a lot of people just throw him in, but like, you know, what if people that, yeah. were using Azir in more of like a keeper situation where you capitalize more on it? So maybe Azir just isn't being put in a position to succeed too. That's kind of something else to think about is how I are think people a big using problem this with this graph is like I honestly think it's probably Azir and Lee Sin that are the two best legendaries. Um hmm. because they're like whenever I look at anyone's stats from like the top players. Asir and Lee Sin are probably the two highest win rate champions they have. Well, this is from the top one percent, I believe. Yeah, I mean top one percent. That's like yeah, that's a, that diamond is a lot of players. One. I suppose like if you're a diamond one, you're already in like the top. Yeah, 1%. I, I like, don't consider that. Too that's good. true. So uh, like, <laughs> when I when I scout a top <laughs> player, I'm talking like, like this is a good 10. point though. Actually, no, yeah, but can... I'm like I'm also like really like harsh when it comes to what I think is good in TFT because I think everyone's really bad at the game. I, I, I consider myself pretty bad at the game, and I'm one of the best players on the server I play. Uh, and I think I'm pretty bad. I don't think there are like wow. that many good players, and I, like I'm barely good myself. But I'm like really harsh because the game. I think the game is really really difficult. So I don't think a lot of people are good. I, I'm because like when you watch people play, like uh, if you, uh, I don't know, like even people are on like 12, 1300 LP. I, I, most of them are bad, just straight up bad. Wow. They barely know what I, they're doing. You are, the really most, harsh. you are the most StarCraft player sounding TFT pro I have ever talked to in my life. Like you, you sound like a lot of the like SC2 pros I've talked in the past in the past where they're like winning terms like, yeah, but I'm bad and everyone's bad and the game is just like really hard and we're all bad. That's uh that's amazing. I I'm, I'm really, like really Obi-Wan, man. I haven't heard this for if a long time. If you want to play this game perfectly, I don't think you can. No, but like, that's a beauty. You can have one game every like 50 or something where you play almost perfectly and it's like almost but you, you just can't there's too much to put into account and like you have to position perfectly track the matchups perfectly you don't want to mess up your items you have to know when to go in when to roll when to do that don't mess it up it's like you miss one thing game's not perfect you like is and if you I look at take... most players they just afk with their board where it is and they don't scout and they just think about what they're doing trying to figure out their turn and that's like the, the average one klp player i want to take and the opportunity I don't want to that good to say that I'm I'm the best Star Guardian Sorcerer uh, Forcer that ever existed. I'm good. <laughs> I'll just put that sure. in there. Let's put that I in mean, there. There are some pretty powerful one-trick players uh, who play Star <laughs> Guardian Sorcerer, so I, I'm interested to see you play against them one day. In, um, I just had to add some balance. That call was kind of stupid, though. Whoever had the, the worst Syndra won the matchup. You didn't have the items. You had a naked Syndra one. You lost to the or you won against a Syndra three with blue buff. That's true. That second that. cast, man, that was always a good well, one. Not Syndra three. Syndra two versus Syndra one. You usually win if you didn't have mana because you cast later and then you pick up the Syndra orbs and you just kill secret the secret tech. Syndra. 
I think you lose every other matchup, so you probably die before them. But well, Frodan, I think it. What, what do you think? Time to move on to our our next segment here. Um. Well, I mean, it, it, it's up to you, really. Like Fluffy brings up a really interesting point, which is like, you know, are are people actually good at this game versus no. like are they oversimplifying like concepts and as a result being lazy or being, um, you know, capping themselves, right? Like they could actually improve a lot. You know, there's. So there's one thing. So I, I every night I actually like to watch Baby a lot because I like cross referencing other regions. Um, mm -hmm. I don't believe if you just watch like your favorite, North, like let's say you know you're a Soju uh, fan and you like to watch Soju or or Kiyun or um, other other players from you know NA or EU. I think that if you only watch them and only use them as your like reference of like what the state of the game is, you're doing yourself a disservice if you want to grow as a player. Because there's a lot of different ways that you're supposed to be able to play TFT. I think the truly good players at TFT aren't like good at different comps. They're good at different play styles, and they're and they're adaptable across all patches. Oh yeah, so that's why like Fox, for example, is largely to be applauded uh, as one of the the best players in the game because he has so many different ways that he can play, and he's demonstrated it in tournament and in ladder, which is really impressive. For sure. Um, like you, there's and a reason you see that, the same ten uh, players at the top every set in every region. Like the yes, yeah, maybe yeah. you get one new or two new players every set that are consistently at the top, but for the most part, it's the same people every set, every patch, all the time. Right, exactly. And I think that even amongst those groups of players, I see a lot of sloppy behavior, and and it's not necessarily because they're bad. I think it's part of it's because they're streaming. Like mm -hmm. it's really hard yeah, to very always be on yeah. point. The it's streaming is your Focus, yeah, yeah for 12 hours a day and you're getting mm -hmm. backseated by these you know people in chat who constantly tell you like you should have done something else you know every now and then it's uh pretty interesting to to entertain those ideas right like socks for example loves facilitating ideas from chat and i think that's a really cool way for him to stream and compete but he will tell you as well he can't necessarily always perform at the highest level that way but yeah. like when i watch them play and i watch other people who really push the envelope like there's so many different things that you can be doing. Like one thing that Bebe is doing is he's actually practicing using the W key. And for people who aren't familiar with that, uh, the W key, if you hover over a champion, puts a champion either from the board to the bench or from the bench to the board, depending if you have the board space to do it. And so what he does is he sets his front line. So let's say his front line is vanguards. He puts his vanguards where he feels like it's going to be important. Then his back line, he actually just completely randomizes with W and it's impossible to scout him because you go so fast. And if you randomize, like you're gonna mess up the positioning a lot. I do think using W is super important, though. Like you can last minute swap so much, and you can use the bench to hide you items or units. It's super important if you actually want to play really well. But I think just doing it to confuse opponents, I think you're just better off not moving because they are not scouting. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like if you have a lobby with top players, half of them are not scouting. I, I totally hear that. And so, I'm just saying that there, yeah. this is like different things that can be pushed. I, I yeah, for sure. that. I, I think it's definitely something you should use. I, I try to use the, like that hockey myself a lot. It's super useful. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's definitely times to use it, definitely times where you don't want to randomize mm -hmm. things as much. You want to be a bit yeah, more yeah. committed with it. But I, I love this because uh, I think it's yet another comparison I can use to compare TFT to StarCraft, which is one of my favorite things, as, as Frodan knows. Because I, I do see like infinite parallels between these two games. And another one is like, yeah, the top players in, in StarCraft 2, because the meta would change drastically with patches and with releases, uh, the top players would have different play styles, you know, to play. And uh, they'd be a master of all of them. And, and uh, they'd, they'd be able to, you know, kind of figure that out over time. So I think it's just yet another SC2 comparison. I mean, one TFT just StarCraft, but you, with fight RNG instead of... Well, I, I call it like reverse StarCraft. Like, yeah, it's because all, this, all the speed is in the macro phase, <laughs> and then yeah. you don't control the battle. Yeah, it's reverse StarCraft. Yeah, pretty much. I love no, it. It's, uh, it's, great. it's StarCraft 2, but you can only play Protoss. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving Protoss That's players like way too much credit, Frodan. Characters in the Void Race. Hey, I mean, 11.3 was the Protoss meta, and that was like the four-gate... Uh, OP uh, meta of TFT. Like nobody knows what we're talking about now, but it's it's true. If you know, you know. Don't Those are the days. If you don't know, then you know. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Let's let's go to a section we like to call agree. This will be good. Because uh, we need some good we 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 need some good nature debate going on the show. We haven't had any yet today. I'm just kidding, of course. NA is the weakest major region in TFT. Uh, agree or disagree, Fluffy? What do you think? I want to say agree, but I disagree. I really want to say oh, agree, though. Disagree. Why do you disagree? 
because I think they're better better than both Korea and China, but not by much. Okay, interesting. Anything to add to that, or just uh, that's it? Uh, they play way too greedy on NA. They play so greedy. Mm. Like it's really hard to win games over NA, but it's really easy to top four compared to the other regions. Hmm. Yeah. When you say too greedy, you're talking about like they're just saving t- their items. Yeah, they never roll before eight, like everything. Or seven. Like, people just greed gold so much. They they like there's obviously this doesn't apply to a lot of to every player, but like apart from the top players, like as a region, NA is just playing super greedy and just try to go nine every game, and they just end up going eighth. But Fluffy, that's what we do. It's North it, NA has money. I know all we are good at in esports. Don't you understand? I know. Haven't you yeah. heard? We're all into it's, investing it's over here West, now. You know? To the moon, <laughs> diamond hands. Hold that gold until five one. <laughs> we got Saving diamond hands in NA, man. True. <laughs> exactly. Um, what, do, what do you think, Frodan? Never pivot. Never scout. <laughs> uh, I. If you ask me. Three and a half weeks ago, like at the beginning of this month or like kind of like in the middle of January, I actually would have agreed with this, partially because I was a little bit too fixated on the top of North America's chain, which was Hmm. uh, the people who are now like becoming the the most popular streamers in TFT. Um, And, you know, people like Milk, like quit the game. And so like, by by all means, like North America was losing its talent because I think the interest level from the players had waned significantly while Hmm. the other regions are still grinding, right? And like, people like fluffy get number one eu and says hey i'm actually going to get number one in na as well and then people on na there's only a few people who really tried doing that like soju or gva to edit a couple people but like it seemed for the most part like motivation had really fallen off a cliff in north america so i should never go rank one on NA. don't don't want to fake that title i never got rank one in a i only played i played for a high rank on an a instead two i got rank two mm. uh socks had me beat, but like 50 i was saying that you tried played eu yeah, yeah. i right. really tried and, some um, and I love that uh, people from other servers do the same thing, right? Like there's people from the China and Korea servers who regularly kind of splash into NA and, and then they make these long Reddit posts talking about the oh, yeah, NA that's... play style versus everything else. It's really fascinating. Um, and and, I, and, I, and I, I don't think we are the weakest right now, but I also no, I don't, don't think, think so we're the strongest. And, I, and that's studying yeah. every region. I, I study every region pretty extensively. Um, and, I, and I have to say that I... I Fluffy is right on the money. If there's one common denominator, is that any place too greedy? But I would say that they're probably third right now, and they're just slightly above China. I think EU and Korea slightly ahead. But that's just I think me, me being, Korea. you know, uh, a little uh, bit. I'm pretty sure that I'd love to be proven wrong. We'll find out. Whenever I watch Korea play, it's like they—they're the opposite of NA. It's like they're slightly less aggro than China, but it's like they just go in. They don't care. They don't. They always roll in seven. It's like. If you're level hey, seven I mean, on five five, you're on pace. Uh, I think that's just incorrect. Korea's pretty good at video games. You need to know when to play aggro, when to play greedy. Like if you just play one of them and you don't care, then you're playing incorrect and you're playing bad. I think that's both NA and Korea, but not <laughs> obviously all of them. In different ways, there are good players on both servers. I'm going to disagree with this as well, uh, just because uh, I I think there are weaker regions than uh, than NA out there, but I think. Seeing uh, land competition once the uh, pandemic is more under control, seeing more international competition, you know, I mean, set four worlds when that rolls around, we'll get a good glimpse of uh, where all the regions are at, I think, uh, a little bit better than we did in, in set three. So I'm looking oh, forward to that as well. Quick. I'm pretty Go sure. For it. Like, I also think EU is really bad at a lot of things, too. Like, just don't give like, most EU, players on EU are also really bad. We appreciate your humility. EU, We're less bad than bad the other regions, though. EU's really no, bad at mental. Yeah, like, we don't have mental. We, we have like one player with mental, and that's Stark Hydra. And even he lost at this set. Hey, Starcraft <laughs> player, Dark Hydra. Mm-hmm. We'll bring it, bring he it around. He probably has the best mental again. in all of TFT, but now it's it's less less good. Since so here's here's the thing about NA though is that traditionally in esports, uh, you know, NA is the region where, frankly, the players don't take it as seriously as the other regions. To be completely honest, the majority of mm-hmm. players don't put in as many hours. They're more interested in streaming. Uh, it's like this in, like, name basically any game, like fighting games NA is probably, like, doing the best at out of, like, esports genres, obviously shooters as well. I think it's a lot of good players. But 
you know, even if you go into like something like even if you go into something like Overwatch or Counter Strike, yeah, the best players are from outside of NA, right? I know it's like Call of Duty. I guess would be the NA paradise, right? Because all the EU players that played top level cs they stick to cs because they know well, that's what i'm saying it. like yeah, yeah you got call so, of duty but like if you look at overwatch or counter strike yeah. yeah yep madden good good point mort madden <laughs> and he has that on lockdown yeah maybe uh 2k league 2k league they got that oh, yeah, lockdown as well and a only game <laughs> but uh yep but uh well let's let's move on to the next question and a come on pick it up next question is uh powerful reroll comps existing is healthy Great. for the meta uh yeah, that's what we did last episode what we did this it was last episode this is not the right oh you're right you're right we have a different question uh should i just read it off the off the sheet instead sure, uh, let's just we... do it let's do oh these no, are yeah these are from last week as well. uh, <laughs> yep it's a good show thanks for having me <laughs> yeah sorry Fox. yes we're just doing the agree. eu version well, of it agree. we'll discuss agree We'll, we'll discuss now. Uh, so the second one, we'll, I'll just read it out. Stage one drop chances oh, are fine and don't need normalization. Stage one drop chances are fine and don't need normalization. Fluffy. Who goes first? Tell me. Uh, You're the guest. You can go first. Uh, if outside of Chosen, yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can make Chosen be like in a really good spot because it's just not a great mechanic. But the other stuff, I think, is fine. Like the non-chosen drop rates and all that. So you're talking... <laughs> so specifically, this is, like, addressing the fact that a lot of people, like, talk about having low gold starts or getting, like, a Nico. Oh, you mean the gold? Uh, oh, um, mm. I think low gold is fine as long as you get the gold early. If you get it last round, yeah. Yeah. Then go next. Because you need to be able to pick up units to, like, balance out the... The bad RNG kind of. So is it fine or not fine? Agree mm. or disagree? I guess I disagree, but I, I kind of want to say both because I think, like, in terms of units and like all that, I think it's fine. But the gold drop, I think it needs to be early, at least mm. on one two. I think or one three. I think if it's last round, it's just you're in a really big disadvantage because you can't ever pick up stuff to open yourself up for different options. You just have to gamble on one. And uh, yeah, it does hurt a bit. Yeah. So that's a that's a slight disagree. Is that what I'm hearing? Slight or is that a slight agree? Slight I disagree. Okay. Disagree. Okay. Frodan. I'm a slight agree. The one thing I want is if if it's the very last little critter that dies and has that pitiful two goal. Oh, yeah. Don't have enough time to run over with my little legend to pick it up and buy the last two remaining champions in the shop. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, when every time that happens, I'm just like I am so frustrated because I don't have enough time to actually execute on those things because there's a slight delay. And you, yeah. the worst part, sometimes the shop will let you click it and you think you bought it, but it actually changes yep. right as you click. And so yeah, you bought yeah, it. That's so annoying. Oh, there used to be that extra second though. Like it used to be, it used to not be a problem at all. It's like that was in there they, for the start of the stage because yeah. people were making more, taking longer to no, make no, decisions because no, there was, was a bunch like, of new units, in, in and the then they took it away. Four. No, yeah, no. The start of the set. Like, it used to be the case for like that. every set yeah. before that, not mm -hmm. only for the beginning of the stage, like for the the end of set three point five, the end of set two, it was always there. Like the, yeah. you had an extra couple seconds, or not seconds, one or point five seconds. It, it definitely got shorter because mm -hmm. of a bug for a bit, and then when they fixed it, it never really went back to where it were. I feel like it was always like that. It was something like that. Was, I agree. I wish I had a little bit more time, time too. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, super I annoying. It feels like it does happen a lot. I, I do wish I had a little bit more time. Um, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with this one. I think there, there's definitely those fringe experiences where you get like the Nico and like a little bit of gold, and, and like that feels bad because the Nico's not, uh, you know. But maybe then again, I think maybe people could be using Nico's better in the early game. But I do think. Uh, Overall, it's pretty good. There are fringe cases, but in any game of var variants, there's going to be fringe cases. So I don't, I'm not really going to shout for any changes right now, except the one that Frodan mentioned. That is a good one to bring up. Is that I do wish I had a little bit more time at the end of each round, yeah. just for those occasions that happen a lot, where you get the goal at the end and you want to like pick something up and you don't get to. So I agree there. But let's move on to our third and final question here in the agree segment. Despite all the huge changes, 11.3. Feels better than eleven point four. Whoa, that is so. That is a hot take, Fluffy. Agree. You kind of insinuated that you would agree with this earlier, except for the reroll stuff. I like that being gone, but 
uh, <sighs> I don't know. I like the system changes they made for like the the Lucky Lanterns and like some of the a few of the nerfs. I think they over tuned a few things and didn't really look into. I think I, I don't even know how to fix whatever set point or four point five is. It's like all the flexibility from set four kind of uh-huh. got removed when they removed the hunters and the dusk. So it's like kind of hard to fix where it is. Like there's not much flexibility between comps. Mm. It's getting a little bit better though, uh, for sure. Like it's really hard to, uh, yeah, kind of stay in between comps and not really commit to something and just pray for the best. Hmm. Um, but there's, I, I, you sound like you're really on the like, fence with this. Yeah, I kind of am. I don't know. Like this one's kind of up in the air for me. Uh, I, mm. I've been okay. camping most of this set or this patch, honestly, because of snapshots. I played my games before this patch, then I went to the cozy fire for about a week. And uh, then I ran on 300 LP, so I might be biased here. So you but... can do the rare agree and disagree. We can give you the double the double icon <laughs> in the little box. No, it's so like, rare. The patch... but... okay, so, so the patch before 11.3 was really, really bad. 11.3 was actually... It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. And I think it's pretty similar to what it is now. I think the system changes are good, though. But the, the patch itself, obviously, it's not really figured out yet. There's some mm-hmm. stuff still left to it. So I could I could change my mind in a bit, but I'm pretty sure I feel like it's pretty much the same. I like the changes to the lantern though, so I guess I'm fifty fifty on this one. Okay, interesting. All right, Frodo. I just dislike the meta more, but I, I think it's better. Would be a great caster because he just takes both sides of the argument. And says, <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it from all angles is a great great way to look um, at things. But what do you think? I I, I strongly disagree with this, largely because uh, eleven point four. I personally just enjoyed it a lot more. I do understand the argument that there's less it feels like there's less diversity right because it felt like you'd mm. largely had to gravitate towards one of these defining four cost carries like kale or olaf um sure. or if you hit like a like a reroll comp that was really powerful like let's say you hit chosen vagar and you hit three star vagar or chosen Sivir and you hit three star Sivir, like that kind of thing. um i totally get that but however i feel like um what 11.4 introduces that people maybe not appreciating enough is that there's a bunch of different interesting decision make decision points that you can make at multiple junctures of the game that actually can line up with your different play styles. So if you like playing more aggressive, it totally can work out for you. If you like playing more like greedy, you can also like try to, you know, play a little bit more greedy with like open fording or like you can try to roll a little bit more gold uh, or save for like the big roll downs. It's totally viable. So I personally mm. appreciate 11.4 a little a lot more than 11.3 um largely because i just didn't enjoy the re-roll nature of what needed to happen there um to fluffy's point i think one thing that's really interesting is that i think i really appreciate that riot tried such an ambitious mid-set expansion but i think it is a lesson to be learned because i think fluffy is also correct that the flexibility that was really pushed and set for with comps like hunters and dusk um, doesn't really exist as much in set 4.5. You can't really think, go between comps anymore the same way you could. Almost everything systemically with how you approach the comps because they remove like half the pool and put like half new champions in. It's in a different mm-hmm. expansion entirely. And I think that kind of uh, also clashes a little bit with the chosen mechanic too because they have to rebalance accordingly. And not every chosen was really like balanced uh, in, that, in, in that vein. So I think it's a really good point that Fluffy brought up. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm I'm gonna I'll, I'll disagree again. I I do like 11.4 more than 11.3. Uh, 11.3 was was uh, I I mean I enjoy whenever a a patch challenges me. Um, but and I feel like 11.3 did that, but in a kind of frustrating way. In that uh, I felt like I was too pigeonholed into you know take the first chosen, build a reroll comp around it, like do that. If you try to play for best board and fast eight, you're going to hemorrhage too much HP and stage four and all that kind of stuff, but say three and four. But uh, so I like 11.4 more than that. When we talk about flexibility, one of the things that really jumps out to me right now is the flexibility of items in the game. And I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, like very specific kits that specific champions need. And if you don't hit that, you take uh, big dips in terms of power level of your board. And so when you combine that with the uh, the you know, slight less, less flexibility in terms of transitioning from time to time, which I feel like there's still a good amount there, but maybe there is a little bit less than 4.0 was, I think the combination of those things uh, makes it feel a little bit worse. But overall, I'm much happier with 11.4 than 11.3, for sure. Um, 
I'm I'm still having a ton of fun with it. And and another thing too is I'll go back to what I said earlier, where we just 11.4 just is not figured out at all yet. We have no idea what stuff could come out of it. Still, I think there could be a lot of uh, things that people are not, uh, you know, really using that uh, that could be strong. And and you know, I'm probably not going to be the player to find those as much as I'd love to make Space Jam a thing again. But uh, I think there is I think really I think good. it's good. Really, I think it's going to go down really as a better patch. Good. But we'll see. Let's move on to some esports news, and uh, there's a lot. There's uh, especially some very exciting news out of Fluffy's own region. There it is, the EU finals, and hey, this time, not just Little Legend Eggs. You get actual cold hard yeah. cash for this. Money. There you go. But what do you uh, what do you think, Fluffy, about the uh, the changes to the uh, the EU qualifiers? I think this is uh, definitely a big um, positive in my mind. I mean, the money part's positive. Uh, right now, everything else is kind of a negative because we lost two weeks of snapshot from last time, which we already had way less than NA did. We got our info like two months later than everyone else, or when I say everyone else, I mean NA because uh, I don't really keep track of the other regions, but we our info is super late. Um, so we we don't even know that we had no reason to place that four at all. Like set four, we could have just skipped. It did nothing for us. Like. Everything started in the beginning of 4.5, which is also really bad because the new set's not figured out. It's not balanced. It's broken. It's like it needs a couple of weeks to get fixed. And that's the start where people have to grind and get to like qualifying. And then well, we have three weeks of snapshots, no tournaments or anything to qualify through. There's literally three weeks of snapshots. That's it. So if you mess up one week, you're fucked. You're um, totally right in that most the news and the up, plans for this needed to happens. come out a lot sooner. That yes. I that I will like, wholeheartedly agree with. Weeks, months sooner, and even the when plans, we got the news, we got the yeah. news in French, Spanish, and Polish, not English. Like there's no place to find English info at all. It's not posted on the TFT Reddit or Twitter. It's posted mm. on the French and Spanish and Polish Twitter, in like mm. at different times. So uh, you kind of have to like translate that stuff or go to the actual league website and look for the blog post because it's not posted on Reddit either. Um, because the only thing posted there is the NA news. Um, so I mean, at the end of the day, super hard. the esports plans for the different regions should be decided, frankly, before the set is released. Like the yes. the fact that the Everything fact that it's be not even figured out it before it, it even is released yeah. is insane to me. Like when you compare it to other esports, and I know, and like we can't really, honestly, we can't use the excuse that TFT is a new game anymore. It's been no, out it's for, been for like for a year and a half. Right? It's been out for almost yeah. two years. Yeah, right. So. Uh, so the, the team that is deciding these things in the different regions needs to step it up, frankly. We need to have yes. more information quicker. We need to have it ready when the set begins. Because if you want it to be a, an eSport, like you were saying, Fluffy, the people that want to make that their thing, you know, need to know what's going on. So they need to know, you know, I'm, if they should play or not, if that's all they care I'm, about. I'm you know? pretty sure most players like that aren't at the top. I have no idea that this even happened. I saw it like in the Discord that we have from last year for Galaxies. They're reusing the same Discord, but no one got the info that we're doing that unless they stayed in the Discord and stayed lo or kept looking at it. Mm -hmm. So like uh, they just posted a random post like a couple a week ago or something about that Discord being the official one, but there's no it's info about late. it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and like most, I see people commenting that Discord if they can still qualify. Like yesterday, I think the last comment was, and it ended two days ago. Like the last day of snapshots. Yikes. So like they improved by giving us money instead of eggs, which is great. Because I mean eggs, that's just a the, the tournament itself looks fine, but all the stuff leading up to it, yeah, I agree. Yeah, kind of. They bad. introduced an, a, one good thing for the, the actual tournament, which is uh that there's a, a kind of a lower bracket lobby. Um so it got, goes from top sixty-four to top sixteen after Swiss. Uh sixteen cut goes to eight, and then the people that don't make it go to another lobby of eight and uh or six of them, I think. And then right, there's more. Make there's the final more lobby, they go to the time too. yeah, the loser bracket basically. But the problem is, the Swiss round is 12, 12 rounds of Swiss into a best of four, uh, and two lobbies of sixteen total. Mm. And then um, for the final eight lobby, it's a best of three for who makes the worlds. Best of three in t team fight tactics. That doesn't work. That's just a straight up coin flip on who makes it. That's it's literally um like how what last year had more slots and then we had to make them not be best of three as well. It was start, gonna be best of three at the beginning of last qualifiers and then we made it a best of five by complaining. And now they made it a best of three again. 
And we have complained again. They're going to do something about it, but we don't even know what yet. So, Wow. And that's the only tournament we had all year. Like, we had no info, nothing for step four, no tournaments, no nothing. Mm. Complete silence, no no anything. And then, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's it's yeah. it's uh, like you're saying. I mean, for the, on the esports side, it obviously needs to improve a lot across a lot of regions. Like, uh, it, it sure. you know makes sense that NA would be a little bit more advanced than the other regions. That's where Riot's based. You know, obviously that's sure. what they're gonna put first. But if you want to be a global esport, you have to you know be be global. Yeah, um, and it's not like EU or Korea or China is like a small region. They're like arguably even bigger than NA. Not right. in terms of Twitch viewers, probably. Actually, it pretty mm-hmm. much is. It's just spread over a lot of languages. But, like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Uh, obviously, they didn't, from what I've learned, is that they didn't have anyone working for the EU department. Hmm. But they do now. So hopefully we can see changes for next set. But who knows? Well, that's the help, uh, I suppose. So far being pretty bad. But yeah. fun to see some money instead of eggs, because that's definitely deserved. It's a it's it's a step, maybe a baby step, but it's a it's a step in the right direction, I think. At the For end sure. of the day, but still a, a lot to improve on, definitely. Well, speaking of those uh, snapshots, let's uh, take a look at one. Um, let's see. This is uh, there. You go. Interesting. Feels okay, man. Nice. Hmm, not bad. Back to back first place finish. How what did you do it? Because uh, I I went to a cozy campfire and. I don't know. I just climb early, and then you just stay there by not playing all day. The kiting is hard strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was hard stuck for like the most of the set. I was like stuck in the first week. Uh, I couldn't get past like 100 LP. Uh, my win rate's like 5% at that point, and like 50% top 4. It was bad. Wow. But like magic climb out after a bit, but and then cool. just stay consistent for a period of time. I actually try. I didn't stream much during snapshots at all to actually focus when I played. And uh, then it's a lot easier. The second I played on stream, I ran down 300 OP in the, on stream. So, yeah. The stream buff, right? Well, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, which is the tier list, Frodan. It's time to uh, it's time, time to check it out, and we you know we usually do an NA tier list, but let's do an EU tier list. We haven't had an EU player on for a long time, so Fluffy rank the top ten players. All right, I even made EU. a little list to prepare so I can remember and not forget who oh, I'm nice. supposed to put in this list. So I think it's super close. I think the best player is Salvi. Okay, on EU, so you're starting from number one. Yes, I'm gonna start from number one. I think nice. Salvi's the best player on EU, and I think he's probably the best player in TFT. All right. Um, so that's a first for me. I think close second is Daisic. Daisic is also really, really good at the game. Like he thinks about the game in a way that no one else does, and he can make anything work, kind of. And it, it's I don't know. It's 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 impressive to see him play because Daisic is just super smart about the game, and he doesn't play like a lot of other players. So I think Daisic is a solid second place. And I, third, I would put double 61. The world champion. Okay, yeah. Set three champ. He yep. keeps impressing me whenever I see him play. Super solid. Overall, I just don't think he's as good as Salvi or Daisic yet, but he's getting close. He's getting better by every like week. So it's kind of scary. Uh, dude's really good. He's still young. He's got a lot of time to grow. <laughs> he's got a title to defend too now. Yep. Yeah, Dude's insane at the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Rank four, I put Dark Hydra. Played a lot less this set, but he's one of the best players EU has seen. Um, he struggled a little bit more this set as well, but I think he's super good. Um, basically, just really solid at the game. Also mm-hmm. has the strong mental that no one else in EU has, so that's a good advantage. Um, after that, I put myself. After Mr. Dark Hydra. I think I'm basically just a slightly worse player than the ones above me. And that's like Try to be good at everything. Um, not always the easiest thing, but I think I'm the fifth. That's okay. the best server right now. That's reasonable. I used to put myself a fourth, but I think double's better than me at the moment. After that, I want to put Uko, Finnish guy. Uh, I haven't seen him stream hmm. ever because I don't think he has ever streamed. Okay. Uh, he hit rank one in A last set at like 1900 or something, and EU at the same time. I think he's the first player to ever do that. 
he also had two accounts in top 10 on EU at the same time as he hit rank 1 NA and EU. Um, super impressive. Haven't seen him play from SPOV, obviously, so hard to say how good he actually is. So I don't want to put him too high, but dude's really good at the game. Super solid. Um, after Uko, I would put Voltarius over Voltarius. Also French guy, super good at the game. It's very solid. Really strong player. After that, I'm kind of iffy. I'm not really sure. I think Jing is probably up there. Uh, he's a Turkish player, but he started playing okay. on EU like back in Cell 1, so he's been playing. I count him as an EU player. Uh, he's currently rank okay. 1, I think. Um, so I think Jing is really good. But I'm not sure if I would put him 8 or 7 or whatever, but I'm not really sure. I think it's like between Jing and Volta around there. You can just feel um, our producer just struggling with these names, too. Oh, it's not uh, doing G. a great job. G. 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 <laughs> yeah, Jing. You're doing fine. You're doing great. Keep it up. Uh, but Jing is super good as well. Uh, very solid player. After that, I'm really torn. I have like 10 players written down. Mm, wow. Uh, like, I would like to put Tabs here, but Tabs kind of quit. So I'm not sure if I should. Like, he still plays every now and then, yeah. I think. And he probably will come back at the start of the next set. If he likes it, he probably keeps playing. I think Tabs is one of those players who has always the least amount of games played. Always at the top ranks, doesn't have to like work for work at the game to be good. He's just really, really smart, a strong player overall. So I probably want to put Tabs on nine, even though he doesn't play right now. Okay. Um, Tabs is super good. Um, That's reasonable. Yeah, tenth. I'm like I have like too many names, so I'm. uh, I would honestly put Marcus or CDD here, but they don't care enough to try. So they just run it down every day and then run it back up. (laughs) And then they run it down again. um... And they they just say, fuck it. And they don't even try to qualify for Worlds because they don't care enough. So I don't want to put them there. I think they're both contenders for like top 10 for sure. But they don't care. Um, So I'm probably going to put Solo there. Solo Gazang. German player. Oh yeah. He's always on the top. He's super strong. Yeah. Um, But it's really like Close to the top. I think Lana is someone to mention. I think Hayden and Gunmare are also really good. Um, the Aware is someone super consistent, but I've never seen him play from his POV. Um, yeah, there are a lot of good players. Like EU's got a lot of good players. Um, but yeah. There you go. All right, the top ten. That's probably my top ten list. Yeah, top ten from Fluffy. And no, no. Uh, you said you were kind of unsure about it, but you you went through that list. More, I would say, yeah, uh, I mean, definitively it, so. than a lot of, yeah, it was, it was very well prepared. There wasn't any of this waffling we see from uh, the NA Pro sometimes. Where do we put Soju? Where do we want to put Solus? You know, no, you knew exactly where everyone yeah, went. I mean, I, I think about that. this stuff a lot. I think it's fun. Uh, so I also think it's like good to know who I think is better than me or like around my old skills so I can watch them and study what they do mm-hmm. and improve that way. It's like, I have That's a lot of idea. respect for all these guys, they're super good. And like depending on patch, someone could be better than the other. It's like it all depends on the meta, the patch, and the playstyle, whatever is better. But yeah, pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, yeah, I mean, I I personally feel like a lot of times when we get you guests on the show, it's a little bit more like educating for some of the audience because I think a lot of people are NA focused on our show just purely off of time zones, right? Like I mean, right yeah, now, for sure. We have a lot of people who watch EU. Uh, nearly as much as maybe they should be. Um, so out, outside of uh, Salvi and, and Fluffy, the person I watch the most on this list is Voltarius. I, I think that he's really hmm. good at the game. Yeah, he's super good. I love his style. He just he seems like he has a couple of his pet builds, but he also like has really creative ideas at times. And so I, I really highly recommend watching him if you really want to like pick up on uh, some of these like ideas that are a little bit out of the box. I really enjoy watching him play. Someone else that I probably would have put on the list if it didn't officially announced his retirement in his Discord would be Lev D. Um, mm. Ah, Mr. Think Lev D is, was... Lev yep. D, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he he, oh, he wow. was really good at the game, but he, uh, he does not play anymore. He plays yeah. for fun. I did a I show guess. with him, like, last set, and then he then that was, like, right before he retired, I think, and I was like, no! He was good! 
Yeah. Oh well, maybe he'll come back and set five or something like that someday. Who knows? But let's uh, let's move on a little bit. We got a, a question to uh, answer, and we have a giveaway to give. Here is our question: What do you feel in general about TFT's competitive future? Is it worthwhile for newer players to get into the scene? From Schismatron. Uh, so this is kind of like a toss-up. I think if you're an NA, it's probably worth it because there's more structure there. Um, if you're in EU and you want to get into TFT, and if you're not playing already, I'd honestly stay away until you can see something happen consistently. It's sad to say, but I think like if it was set two when you asked me this, or set one, I would say definitely. But it's been a long time now, and uh, we've not seen much improvement yet. I mean, at Hopefully the same time, changes, interest but... is what drives attention from the developers yeah, too. So for sure. part of it is just kind of doing it anyway and hoping yeah. that they, they get on board a little bit more. But I see what you mean too. It is it is yeah, it is like a bummer it, sometimes. If you already played the game and you like the game, then go for it. If you have that competitive mm-hmm. drive, for sure. Yeah. For if you're sure. just looking for a game to start to play competitive in, probably not TFT's the way or the place you want to go. Right now. Hopefully that changes though. Hmm. So I think the game has a lot of potential. And uh, I think it's sad to see it go wasted, honestly. Yeah. Hopefully not for too much longer. But yeah. Agreed. On the bright side, Schismatron uh, is our uh, is our giveaway winner as well. So congratulations! <laughs> Sometimes lucky. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes lucky. You get your question answered. Frodan, you look like you want to say something. Um. Yeah, I, I would say that if you want to be competitive at the game, and your your goal isn't necessarily to be the world champion, but you just like you enjoy a strategy game that you can be competitive at. There's very few games that offer the value that TFT has because one, it's a hundred percent free, which you just you just yeah. can't get at any other high level game of variance that doesn't require you to pay money, like card mm-hmm. games, for example. And that's coming as a person that loves card games and will continue mm-hmm. to love card games and play them. Uh, TFT has unmatched value, almost to a detriment. You would argue that in this game, like TFT probably couldn't milk us a little bit more. I'm still waiting for that delicious milk announcer pack, honestly. That would be really good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And two, like, it's just so unique. And honestly, like, the amount of love and the amount of TLC that Riot provides, you know, spearheaded by Mort and his team is really like unparalleled in the entire industry. You know, like, they, they update the game to be very fresh every two weeks, usually. Like, a month at worst. Um, and they will dramatically do system design changes, which is like something that a lot of game designers hate doing because it like fundamentally undermines a lot of their early concepts and almost like feels like they're be- they're like bending the knee to like the whims of the people. Like there's a lot of like there's a lot of game designers versus like Reddit community debate all the time that happens there. Uh, and they listen and they engage and they also interact and immerse, right? Like Mort streams every Saturday and he like reads all the comments. I don't know why he does that to himself. And I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep telling yeah, him. Sure. Mort, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're, it's a self owned there sometimes when you do so that, but you know, God bless him because honestly, like some people, sometimes not people everyone really could do that. That's so interact awesome. with him and uh, bounce their ideas off. And I, mm. you know, it's just such a, such a special community within the industry. And, you know, I work, me and Doa have worked pretty much every major genre and a lot of different games and i mm-hmm. do not see anything like the tft community whatsoever it's truly special yeah i've, uh, I've never seen TFT is amazing so if you want to get into it for that reason that's a great great idea like the, the... i've never seen anything as collaborative as tft is uh in terms of the relationship between the developers and the community like it it really does feel like it it's i've never felt this before about a game where it feels like everybody is sort of like we love the core concept of what TFT is and everyone's trying to like together community and developers figure out what the best version of executing this concept is. And that requires a lot of experimentation. So there's going to be hits and misses along the way, but we all agree at the end of the day that we really just love it. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I complain all day about this game, I still fucking love the game. I play it all. Like I play it all the game all the time for a reason. Like I wouldn't play the game if I didn't like it. And that's why I'm also upset about it all the time. And this goes for all the players. But that goes along with it. When you have something you love that much, that's going to cause a lot of people to be very passionate about the things they don't like about it too because they care so much. So it's it's that double-edged sword, right? But uh, at the end of the day, it it is a really unique experience in in esports and just in gaming in general. Uh, So it's been fun. Absolutely. But I think that's uh, that's going to about do it for us for the show today. Fluffy, 
You've been a great guest. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. Do you have any last uh, final me. final thoughts, shout outs before we go? Uh, not really. Just thanks for having me. It was fun. Should uh, have some more EU guests. It'll be fun to hear. We'll some work on it. <laughs> some of their opinions on stuff. Uh, I, right. I do enjoy the NA guests, but sprinkle some more EU in there and I'm happy. But it was super fun. Thanks for having me. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll work on it. Uh, Frodan, final thoughts. I'll- I want to I want to tell people to tune in uh, this weekend. I'll be covering the TFT regional qualifier with my buddy Bryce Esports Law Blum, as well as Wolfie from uh, you know Pokemon VGC legend. He's a world champion, and it'll be really exciting because I never really worked with Wolfie, and uh, Bryce is a good friend of mine. And you know I, I will miss working with you, Doa, but you know we, we're going to cast TFT you know again soon enough, and I and I really yes. look forward to. <laughs> broadening um you know the talent right because like part of what i think tft continues to need is not only of course more infrastructure support like Mm -hmm. qualifiers and regionals and announcements and social media and money and marketing and pretty much everything across the board they could use but uh one thing i also think is important is developing the talent that can communicate the game because uh tft truly is you know one one of my favorite games to ever have been released and i love talking about it and I really want other people who who also enjoy that passion talk with me about it. So uh, tune in this weekend. We got some stacked field, and it's going to be hosted uh, by the Giant Slayer TV people. So yeah, you know, definitely come support them as they are the ones truly pillaring the NA scene. Indeed, uh, you pretty much said everything I was going to say too. Yeah, watch <laughs> the qualifiers this weekend. Uh, what's four p.m. Pacific on Friday? I think uh, is when it starts. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great uh, cast of characters there, casting as well as playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be laddering on the side and like taking, I'm going to be multitasking a lot while this is going on. But anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here at Team Fight Talk Show. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks to, of course, the fans for playing for Giant Slayer, for putting on this amazing show every other week. And uh, thanks to the team over at Riot for all the work they do on TFT. It's, it's a great game to play. We all love it. We'll see uh, some of you this weekend uh, for the qualifiers. Other than that, We will see you soon for more Team Fight Talk Show. Have a great night.